Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. It's David Vaughn here. Congratulations on tuning in once again to Rev. Some of y'all are maybe your first time tonight. Some of y'all are veteran Rev listeners. Thank you for the privilege of speaking into your life, your heart with inspiration, information to Rev up your life for another week. It's uh, Sunday night, November the 18th. Man, Thanksgiving, Lori, is coming. It are is. you are you here for Thanksgiving this I week? I am here. Yes, I was going to go out of town, but then I yeah. changed my mind. Okay. Have a friend who owns a restaurant here in town. Uh, a great, uh, just here in town, and he yeah. shuts his restaurant down on Wednesday and feeds seven hundred family people and families in Dearborn no County. Kidding. Has for the last few years. How about that? And he needs tons of volunteers to deliver meals to families. Well Rev is all about so, that. What uh, how would they get a hold of him if they want to help or um people there's a, a girl organizer named Rachel Reynolds. If you're yep. from the Dearborn County area you may very well know yep. her. She's like one of the volunteer queens in the area. Yeah. Um but you can uh, go online and search her name um, or call the radio station. We can put people on contact because they need lots of dessert donations. That's the one thing that they yeah. they ask for. But going to go around, deliver some meals on Wednesday nights, spend the nice. day with the family. And then, you know, you've got small business Saturday and things yeah. coming up on, on the same week. So got to be around town. Yes. Big shopping, I think, still on Friday. You think that's true? It Black is, Friday, yeah. Cyber Monday, yeah. all that we kind of We promote more of, I mean, we, we really encourage people to get out on Saturday and shop yeah. locally, support. Yeah. I mean, you know, your sister had a store, and that, yes. that's a, a very important time. That's a big, time. big yeah. shopping day. So I tell everybody, shop, shop local as much yeah. as you can. Well, I'm, I, I, you? I just want to say I'm thankful for you being my host and partner in doing radio ministry. Uh, when we started this thing, we didn't know what would happen. No. And all two people that listen to it every Sunday night, uh, I'm sure they're thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're enjoying coming into your home and your, your your radio and your car based on the chatter that I get from folks. I, I think we are giving some information and we uh, unapologetically say, you know what? Life is better when Jesus is a part of it. I think if you think about it, that's what Thanksgiving is. Everybody in Eagle Country, no matter if you go to church or not, I bet you're thankful for something. You have something to be thankful for. Who would that someone be that you are <laughs> gave you all that stuff? Well, we have a bias that it's God. And so every week at Whitewater Crossing Christian Church, we celebrate that God who made you, made us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just kind of gather to say, thanks, God. I mean, I know we're not everything that you know we want to be, but we're not who we used to be. And so any Sunday, 9.30, 11.15, we'd love for you to come. You can get on our website, uh, whitewatercrossing.org, and hit the Plan Your Visit page. And actually, I think there's a tab in there now. Uh, I've heard people who have clicked on it. There's a tab now that you can click and let us know you're coming, 
and a concierge from our guest services will meet you, get your kids where they need to go, get you that coffee that's so good here, keeps you awake during the sermon when I'm preaching. And it'll be awesome for you to come. And we're gonna we're in this series called Thrive, and we're teaching people how to not just survive life and their finances, but also thrive. And so Thanksgiving is big in our house, and not just because of the food, but it's because of family. But I know that there are some of you listening in Eagle Country who are just maybe feeling a little lonely. Maybe the holidays are the time when you struggle because there is a lot of grief. Because this year around the Thanksgiving table, a loved one will not be in their normal seat. Or maybe Christmas is coming, and instead of being a happy time, it's a heartbreaking time uh, because someone that you care about has passed. Uh, and that we see that a lot in the holidays. Uh, so I, I thought I would have, uh, as I, my guest tonight on the show, uh, Mason Seavers. And uh, Mason has done a lot of things, just kind of a career pastor. And uh, Mason, welcome to the Rev Show. Thank you. It's good to glad, be here. Glad you're here. And uh, Mason serves on our staff right now in the area of pastoral care, does a great job ministering to people in uh, difficult situations, hospitals and uh, nursing homes, and also really helps facilitate our funeral care program. And you are a pr- in a church this size, you're a pretty busy guy. Yep, we had two funerals this week. Two funerals this week. And, you know, I'll do some, Mason will do some, our other staff will do some, and some of them are large, some of them are small, but all of them are important. Um, so, Mason, tell us a little bit. You're a Cincinnati native, like you've been here a long time in the area? I feel like I'm a Cincinnati native, yeah. but, you know, on the west side of Cincinnati, unless you're from here, you're never a true west sider. Boy, that's true. true. But uh, No matter how long you lived here. That's right, that's but right. my wife was born and raised here, so I guess Good. I... By adoption, I've become that. Actually, I'm Buckeye by birth, West Virginian by uh, heritage, and then, yeah. uh, but spent almost all of my ministry in the greater Cincinnati area. So, yeah, wonderful. Uh, and done ministry a long time. How many years in, in, in a local church ministry setting? 50 years. Wow. Wow, I don't know if I'm going to make it to 50, Lori. Yeah. You, you think I will? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. people are driving me crazy. <laughs> That's why I have all this white hair. Yeah, he's got hair. white hair. I got no hair. That's I, I. I was had hair before I got in the ministry. He must manage stress better. Than I, you. Maybe he does. I need to listen to last week's show with Jody Bergen yeah. on how to manage stress. Uh, but Mason, let, let's talk just a little bit about a what for some might be a morbid subject, but I think it's so critical to process in a healthy way grief. Uh, and you see it all the time. You've dealt with it in some wonderful ways, and you've written about it. In fact, uh, Mason wrote an article in one of our local Christian, a national journal on, on the, the grieving process and what's helpful and what's not. So somebody out here in Eagle Country now that's, that has experienced death or so maybe they're in hospice right now, what, what, what would be some helpful, healthy hints or habits that you, from your vast experience, you might speak into these folks' lives tonight? Sure. Um, you know, grief is basically just an, an emotional response to a loss, hmm. uh, regardless of what the loss is. Uh, you lose your keys, you have an emotional response. Hmm. Uh, you know, you lose a pet. I mean, you know, obviously it's much different when you lose a loved one, yeah. but we all respond some way when we, when we lose something. 
Mm. And uh, when we lose a loved one, uh, grief becomes an extremely intense, uh, really uh, hard emotional uh, time in our lives. It affects us psychologically, it affects us physiologically, it affects us emotionally, mm. spiritually. All areas of our life are impacted because of this grief experience. Mm -hmm. And it is an unbelievably unique experience mm. because, well, for example, when my father died, uh, my mom was still alive. She grieved my dad one way because they had over 60 years of marriage and their unique personalities. I have two brothers. We all experienced dad's death differently because we all had a unique relationship with him and, and were there. Uh, so, so you know, it's unique with, for everybody. Grief is it's grief is evidence is self everybody. and everybody. That's yeah. right. When somebody comes up to you and says, "I know just how you feel," no, they don't, mm, yeah. <laughs> because they uh, cannot they cannot duplicate mm -hmm. that relationship that you've had with that person for all of those years. When I was in Bible college and took some counseling classes, I remember them talking about this process of a continuum with Kubler-Ross and mm -hmm. there, when someone dies there there is a this sense of loss but it progresses from denial to bargaining to is that still true in your experience well, you found? It's, it's really technically never been true. Mm. Um, mm. I actually had the privilege of sitting down with her a number of years ago. Interesting, yeah. And uh, at that time she was very old and, and close to death and, mm. and we talked about that very problem that uh, she wrote the book on death and dying, and you have this acronym called DABDA, okay. which is basically uh, you know denial and anger and bargaining and depression and acceptance. Hmm. The only problem with that is it's always come out as a sequence. And it's never it's a sequence. It's never been a sequence. Some people are Good never insight. angry. Some people right. are never bargained. Some people right. you know, immediately jump to acceptance. Uh, part of that is true because uh, grief really can come in two forms in our life. Uh, if you know somebody is going to die, uh, because you've been given that diagnosis, then there is this thing called anticipatory grief that we go through. Hmm. We're anticipating it, but it's like real grief. Hmm. But once that person dies, then it becomes realized grief, and it starts all over so again. So our cycle starts all over, yeah. So, so you know, so uh, you might be in denial for a little bit, but then you may be in acceptance. But then tomorrow you may go back and say, ah, uh, you know, Never and then you're angry. Line. So, Never you certain. know, so you can be all over the place mm -hmm. with this. Uh, and acceptance is usually considered the last part of that, which that just sets the stage then for the real work that has to be done if you're going to heal from your loss. Hmm. And uh, hmm. if you heal from your loss, which most people do, uh, you live a new normal in life because things will never be the same. So you have to create a new normal. If you don't, then you get into complicated grief and then that becomes a real issue because then you need professional help to get And there's nothing wrong with that. I know we're big advocates of competent Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. We've right. used that and it's it's wonderful. And would you say, I mean, you and I have done enough funerals to know there's a distinct difference between when a Christian <laughs> dies and you have a funeral or a celebration and someone who we didn't know if they right. had a relationship right. with God. Only God knows a person's relationship. Uh, a preacher's job is never to tell them where he is, but we can speak with confidence based on what we know about our relationship with that person. It's like night and day, I've oh, absolutely. found. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, you've done enough of them, I've done enough of them. You sit down in front of a family, and you pretty well know right up front. You don't yeah. even have to really ask many mm -hmm. questions. If you ask any at all, you know if there's any hope, and uh, that makes a... Uh, all the difference in the Big world. Difference. The hope is a doing. strong word. It's part of the mission statement of our church. We right. exist to help people find hope in Jesus. And if you're listening in Eagle Country and you're struggling, 
and, and you don't have a church relationship, you don't have a relationship with this person we're talking about, then that's what this show is for. It can rev will mean for you you revolutionize your life in that revolutionary relationship with him, and we would love to help you. I know that we have uh, people who help us with counseling. We even have seminars from time to time and uh, grief through the holidays and things of that nature, don't we, Mason? Right. That we do yes. from time to time. Uh, it, is it just me, or does it, do, do the holidays heighten? Sadness for some because of the passing of people they love, uh, because it's a holiday season. Is that? Yes, um, absolutely. I think it's the hardest part of the year for a person to get through. Hmm. Uh, it is for all of us as we get older. Hmm. Yeah. We think about those who used to be around the Christmas tree right. or used right. to sit at the you know at the Thanksgiving dinner table or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so you know, so that's a part of it. But for the person, especially a spouse. Uh, right. Their life is just so drastically changed, yes. and depression is unbelievably prevalent during the holidays. We yeah. see so much of it, and deal with so much of it. And uh, yeah, so if you see someone that you work with, or that you hang out with, or that is in your community down your street that has lost someone this year, one of the best things you could do is just say you're not alone. I'm here. You may want to talk. You may not. Uh, I think as you get older, you get used to losing uh, people who care. When you're younger, some of you in Eagle Country, you're young. You don't think you're ever going to die. You will. The statistics haven't changed. One out of one people die. I'm just telling you. So it's inevitable, but you don't really think about it much. Don't go to funerals much. But it, it, when you get to Mason and I's age, you know, especially Mason's. But anyway, uh, when we get to this place, you find out, you look around, you know what? These people that were my colleagues are, are in heaven ahead of me. One lady said that the reason she was looking forward to going to heaven she had more friends there than she has here mm-hmm. on earth. And there's a certain part of that, isn't it? Well, true. I don't know what age you start reading the obituaries or looking. <laughs> when you're young, you don't even know there is such a thing. But then you start to think, oh, that person was younger than me. Not only my age, they're younger than me, and they're, they're in, gone. And uh, it's, uh, it's a sobering thing. Yes, it is. And Absolutely. I, maybe the biggest thing is when you lose your parents. I think that's probably the first sign for a lot of people that things are starting to change. And when I lost my dad a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. I, it's kind of weird uh, because I saw my kids start to look at me differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're not saying you're next, but they're looking for me as the patriarch now, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I am. And then you have elder care issues that Mason and I share with our mamas and so I think it's, uh, we've got all those kind of range of emotions mm-hmm. uh, of people listening on the show tonight. And uh, the reason that we can smile through tears sometimes is because we know that person has a brand new body and they're in a perfect place where there is no mourning, death, crying, pain. There's peace and there, there's, there's a, an eternal uh, reward that's waiting for them. And that is helps gives gives us hope, and we believe that we've staked our life. We've built a whole church here on the fact, in our opinion, that there is a, a Jesus, there's a heaven, there's a hell, there are real people going there, and we have the answer that would help them get to the next life. Uh, so I know Mason, what are some things um, additionally that we could do to help 
grieving people that you have found to be helpful in your experience? One of the best things you can do is just spend time with the person who's grieving mm. and listen. Hmm. I get asked all the time, well, what should I say? And my answer always is, you don't have to say anything. Mm. Just give them the opportunity to talk. Mm. Because it's one of the best things we do in the healing process is continue to talk about the mm. event that's happened. Talk about the person that has died. Uh, because then it allows them to verbalize what they've pent up inside a lot of times. And uh, it, it just really has a great catharsis to it. And then, of course, somebody will say, but then they may cry. cry. And I say, yeah, that's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, just give them a Kleenex and let them cry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, every woman out there knows that there's nothing healthier than a good cry. You know, mm -hmm. I'm told physiologically that it's healthy, too, not yes, it just is. emotionally. That yes, it is. There are a lot of things that happen there. to that. Yeah. And interestingly, men huh. have tear ducts just like women have. They do. But especially on the west side of this area, there's all <laughs> these staunch Germans them. that yeah. don't like to they cry. They don't want to do that. You yeah. know, it's okay. Uh, it is. I Jesus get a actually weeping. wept at the loss of a friend. Boy, that's good. And, uh, good so, insight. you know, it's, it's good. Uh, it's actually healthy. Yeah. That makes yeah. me feel better about myself. Yeah. I think I cry like at least once a day. It's all right. Well, yeah. Tears are a language yeah. God understands. He wired us that way. He did. I mean, we're created that way, so yeah. why not utilize what he's given us to, mm -hmm. to do I, uh, that? Uh, I wonder why Jesus cried. You know, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I know it was because he lost Lazarus, a dear friend. I wonder if he was not also weeping because he knew he was bringing Lazarus back from a better place mm -hmm. to earth to die all over mm -hmm. again. And if that's your real friend, you wouldn't want to pluck them from where they were to where they are now, because he knew stuff we don't know. Right. Uh, so when you ha when you live life as if this is not all there is, I think an amazing change of perspective happens. We want to clutch this life, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm for extending and enjoying this life all you can. Life is valuable. But I'm also acutely aware that compared to all of our eternity, this is just a small little chapter. It's kind of the dress rehearsal for the next story of God, which will last far longer. And there's a better a world, another world. And so, you know, we're not moving from the land of the living to the land of the dying. We're moving from the land of the dying to the land of the living right. when you're a Christian. And that perspective makes all the difference in the world when Mason and I share or try to share words of comfort at mm -hmm. services. And I, I so agree with what Mason said. I, I don't know that people remember what you say, but they, they remember that you were there and that you cared and uh, that, that you were involved. And it's hard for me to listen, though. I like to talk. They give you radio shows when you talk, <laughs> and not so much when you listen, you know. So it's a discipline for me. You don't have to say anything. I'm not going to touch that. that. You don't have to say that, say that at all. Uh, I, you do not. So, yeah. So, uh, Grief Share is the name of a great program out there. Are there any books, Mason, resources that you have found that would be helpful if somebody in Eagle Country wanted to uh, research this more, or where could they get some help? Or there, there are. Uh, I'm hard pressed to recommend a good book because. Yep. Some of them I've read make you wish you'd died instead, uh, ah, to be honest yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there are times when there are some books, especially if there are some difficulties like a suicide, mm. something of that nature, there's some good books out there. But in mm. general, uh, 
you know, just being able to talk about the situation mm. or getting involved in the grief support group is the best thing you can do. Yeah. Uh, many yep. of those are very valuable, have good information. Uh, but the other thing you get to do is you get to sit in a room with other people who have experienced recent losses and mm. you know you're not alone. And so mm. you can share in those. And, and yeah. we encourage that here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, Lori, I would say, and I don't know what the statistics are on this uh, for Eagle Country, but uh, I found people, uh, don't, they're uncomfortable talking about the subject that we're talking about tonight. Uh, they, 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 even though it's inevitable and they know it's coming, for some reason, we don't, people don't like to talk about it. They don't want to talk about will. They don't want to talk about estate planning. Uh, they don't want to talk about getting their affairs in order. Mm-hmm. I mean, when's the last time somebody said, hey, honey, I, I, I don't have anything to do. What do you want to do now? Let's go casket shopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they, they're just not, people just don't do that. I mean, it's odd. <laughs> Why do you think that is? It, it's in, <laughs> and we see it every day, and we're shocked when people pass, when really in reality it's, it's like a, a normal thing. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Why, why? Well, I, I think that it's like that here in the United States. Mm. It's not really like that much else around the world. Interesting. Okay. Uh, most other cultures have a manual on dying. Hmm. Hmm. We don't. Hmm. Uh, we are known around the world as the great death-denying society. Huh. It's our culture. It's huh. always going to happen to somebody else. It's yeah. just, it's it's just not our us. mindset. Huh. And so consequently, you know, we don't talk about it. Although my experience is, uh, if you do get in a setting where you can talk about it, mm. it's amazing the questions people uh, absolutely. have. Absolutely, they uh, do. I, I've, through the years, I've taught a lot in schools, colleges, universities, and uh, I usually teach for about 15 minutes and then open up to question and answer. And the whole rest of the hour is yeah. spent in questions and in answers. Question. People want yeah. to know yeah. all of this stuff, but where do you go to talk about it? Unless yeah. you're in that setting and get you to. Yeah, and if you go to a funeral, uh, sometimes, the pastor may talk about it. Sometimes he may not. Sometimes <laughs> pastors don't know what to what to say either, or say the wrong thing as well. You know, uh, it's really really hard um, to when you didn't know the deceased Absolutely. and the family really wants you to say something. Well, I remember uh, a funeral uh, years ago. A uh, pretty wealthy man and. Uh, he, he, I didn't know him. I, I think he was kind of a scoundrel, to be honest with you. But his wife was very concerned and asked me to say some kind words. So <laughs> I did my best to describe what the family, how they described him. But I w- was not going to say, this guy's in heaven, because I, I can't say that. And I remember a man, uh, one of the son-in-laws of the family coming up and saying, you know what, I wasn't a church guy, but I'm a church guy now, and I'm going to be back to to this church to hear you because I knew that guy, and he was a scoundrel, and I was waiting to hear what you were going to say. And, and you said in authentic ways, kind but authentic ways, and he said, that's the kind of church I want to be in. And so I, I, I from that point on, I said, oh, I need to always make sure if I don't know that I don't presume to know. Right. Uh, uh, and, and when you get to that point uh, here in Eagle Country, somebody's going to say something <laughs> when you pass. I hope they do. Absolutely. 
Uh, some of the saddest funerals I've done are the are those uh, I did a funeral. Mason, you've probably done a couple of these too, where the person was a ward of the state. They didn't have any relatives, and um, the government paid for them to have a funeral. And I showed up at the cemetery, and the only person there was me and the funeral home director. That was wow. it. And I thought to myself, how sad is this that someone would live their whole life and get to the end, and not a single friend or family member shows up to remember their life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that person, so I just said, you know, let's let's just pray. You know, I said, if you're on direct, let's pray, and and uh, you know, I'll we'll close the casket and we'll we'll bury this man, and we don't know God if he's right with you. I hope he is, but if he's not, you know, uh, he's in your hands. And <laughs> so I I do think uh, there are some sad sad things. But one I do know is this, life is better here and life will be better there when you have Jesus as a part of the equation. Right. And uh, so we are thankful that Jesus, in our view of the Bible and the New Testament, uh, rose from the dead. So our faith is not based on the Bible or Christians or church. It's based on a fact that a man named Jesus came, he lived, he died, and he rose again and because he rose, we believe we will rise. And so uh, it's not based on even feeling. But something happened back then, uh, 2,000 years ago, that revolutionized those folks. And they saw a risen person, and there are eyewitnesses to that. And because of that, our faith is now, uh, the foundation of our faith is that event. So uh, this uh, holiday season, I hope maybe some of these things that Lori and Mason and I have talked about tonight might bring you comfort. Uh, We are here to serve you. We're here to help you. Uh, Whitewatercrossing.org, plan your visit page. We are thankful for many things. We're thankful that you tune in uh, every Sunday night to uh, hear us uh, talk and ramble sometimes and share. We're thankful for Mark Kramer, uh, who sponsors this show. If it weren't for Mark, uh, we wouldn't be able to do these things. And check out his restaurant because he's got some good food down there. And, and he'll some, have, yeah. he'll have, he has great daily specials, but I know in years past they've always run some really good holiday incentives. I'm not yes. sure what those are, but as you're getting out and starting that process of shopping, you know, definitely keep them in mind. Yes. You might even get a little bit of something for yourself, too. Yeah, it's good down there. I saw the signs. Mark says he is so, so many people coming down. He asks some weeks to turn people away. And so he's trying to expand to a comp, much like the church. We, want, we don't want anybody not to come because they're not a place to park or a place to sit. So come to church, head down there to eat afterward, or come down here one night, and the food is good, the service is great. And uh, we're, we're thankful. You'll be thankful that you did that, too. All right, well, speaking of food, my joke of the week. Are you ready? <laughs> Look, I can tell you're, the response is overwhelming. <laughs> I heard about these three couples uh, that went out to eat, maybe at the beer house even. I don't know. And they, each of the men was trying to impress their spouse. And the first guy said to his wife, where everyone at the table could hear, Pass the sugar. Sugar? And oh, she just thought that was cute, and she bubbled. And the other guy who was there, he said, well, i got to say something from the other couple. And he said, he looked on the table to see if there's something he could see, and he saw the sugar, but he said, oh, I see something. He said, pass the honey. Honey? 
Oh, that was great. Well, that third guy, he he had to say something because his wife was there too. Looked on the table. He said, "Pass the tea bag." Anyway, that real oh 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 my. I wouldn't recommend. You're not gonna use that. I probably won't use that yeah. near Thanksgiving. So so I, I like that. No, I don't think so. That wasn't me that said that. Uh, so it wasn't me. But anyway, whether wherever you're dining, you can tell the joke, but be careful who you tell it to. But we're thankful. Uh, that we are, you allow us to come into your heart, your home, and kind of talk about things that matter to us. We think and we hope that they matter to you too. And uh, so thanks, Mason, again for being here. I know it's been a, a very uh, busy week for you in our ministry here with lots of activity all around the subject that we've been talking tonight. Have you found that funerals, I don't know if the funeral home folks say that the uh, the the uh, frequency goes up around the holidays. Is that an urban mi- myth no, or no? No, no? absolutely. The holidays uh, through the holiday season. I think in the fifty years, I've only had one mm. December. I did not have at least one funeral. N- no kidding. Through the years, there's only been no one kidding. that I know of. Huh. Uh, it'll go into January a little bit, then it'll back off. Hmm. Then you then you'll get really busy in the summertime. Yeah, that one's odd. Yeah. And then it'll sort of mellow back out and then hit that big blast again. How about so, that? I think people need to slow down a little bit then. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Those are times of years yeah, where and really... It's just, depression can kill. Yeah. You know, and it's, it becomes that's a, a very fact, depressing isn't it? time. Which, that's why, uh, if I could throw in here real quick, sure. we do have this Surviving the Holiday Seminar coming up on nice. November 25th during nice. both worship hours. Nice. So and, November uh, 25th, Sunday. Sunday. It's during uh, both worship during hours. Both worship so you hours. Have both opportunities. Surviving the holidays. The holidays. And it's just tips okay. on how to get you through the holidays. Oh, wonderful. It's so hard to do. So. Wonderful. We were, I encourage you, if there's something that was said tonight that prompted you or you have a need, that's the perfect next step mm-hmm. for you next week. So thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving with your family. That might bring some more stress your way, I know. But you you have fans, and you have people here that care about you. So until we talk again on Sunday night, this is David and Lori, and now Mason, signing off from your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.